Morning, team. Nice to be company. Welcome along to... There we are up to? You know, I've completely lost track this week. I think it's actually Thursday. Good grief, honestly. Yesterday we couldn't remember it was Wednesday or not. Bill's back with you tomorrow morning. I'm here between now and seven. Paul Saver is here as well. We take all your texts and emails. New competition. And Roger Foss is off at the theatre. All of that and more after the news, which is next. Morning, team. Coming up to four minutes past five, Thursday morning in London town. Hope it's... God, yesterday was boiling hot, absolutely baking. Luckily, uh, watered the plants. Lost two yesterday, so the heat must have been that bad. If you've got terracotta pots, water the outside of the pot as well, because the heat inside must be astronomical. I'm nearly succumbing as well, I'm afraid, to, um, to one of the shopping channels. I keep seeing this blasted advert for a halogen cooker. And I keep thinking, I'm not going to buy it, I'm not going to buy it. It's £60, I'm not going to buy it. And this morning I'm watching it again thinking, I might buy it, I might buy it. So I'm now, I'm at that desperate stage. So I need to hear from you if you've bought one of these things. Because they, they sort of, the trouble is, the only thing that puts me off is that their, their sausages are a bit shrivelled. Paul Saver is with us this morning. Good morning. Hope the two aren't connected. <laughs> oh. Good morning. <laughs> well, they, 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 she does bake potatoes. She does everything else in this thing. She does a stew. And we've never actually seen her cook anything properly. It's, mm. it's, and here it is, what yes, I prepared what I made earlier, yes. And I keep looking. And all it looks like to me is like those heaters, the halogen heaters, yeah. made smaller and turned upside down and put on a glass bowl. Well, it is. I know, but I'm not sure whether or not it actually cooks. I mean, she's the to... ones with the air that circulates. That's right, inside. yes. yes. Uh, because I've she demonstrated with ping pong balls, and I'm thinking, if this what heat is coming out, why for? is a why would you want to cook? Why haven't they melted? Uh, because she hasn't switched the heat on. She's just ah, right. showing the, uh, the she's showing the vortex. Yes, right. But I'm I'm toying with the idea of buying one. I mean, it's getting really embarrassing. Because <laughs> I I, I'm trying not to, but at the same time I'm thinking, I could do with baked potatoes. You could do your sprouts in there. Yes, I could. Just, <laughs> just, just think how quickly it could reduce sprouts <laughs> to a, a gooey mess. I have to re- rethink my, my eating at the moment. Why is that? Because my, my diabetes has got worse. Oh. So we, we've sort of jumped up considerably, so we've got to rethink it. Well, no sugar, obviously. Yeah, no sugary things. Well, I mean, I, I, last night I didn't actually. I just had steak and sprouts. <laughs> <laughs> steak and sprouts. Right. Sounds a bit boring. That probably comes from the haze in the studio this morning. <laughs> I don't know. No, the sprouts at the moment are really tiny. They're hardly worth bothering with. Size of marbles. But you know me and sprouts. I quite and I had some carrots, and I'm a bit bored with carrots. I don't do carrots very often. Oh, you should. Should you? Yes, but you can't do them the way I like them. How do you like them? Oh, with I know. Glaze. You, you did them with the honey glaze. Mm. Mm. No, I can't. I can't. No. no. I spoke to somebody yesterday. Uh, in the suit, Glenis, and she said, oh, we were talking about cold milk, because I like cold milk. I don't have it very often, mm. and it's semi-skimmed, and she said, have you had it with honey? I said, milk and honey? Oh, yes. Oh, it's quite normal, isn't it? <laughs> right. well, uh, no, it's not normal, but it's <laughs> no. not unusual either. Oh, right. I said, no, I'm diabetic, because I don't think honey would do me much good. <laughs> I quite I, like I the do idea. like the vanilla milk that they have at the moment. What's that? Well, they do, uh, you know, they do strawberry milk and... Chocolate banana milk, milk nice. and chocolate yes. milk. They do vanilla milk. All oh, right, in a, in a similar way, and it's very nice. Oh, can't be very good for us, though, can it? Why not? I don't know. I just don't think it's good for <laughs> us. Is it full fat milk? Um, it, or is it? I, this, I don't know. Actually, is it pasteurized or skimmed or something? Yes, the chocolate milk. The pasteurized. <laughs> they do. Burning. They do chocolate milk, but it's Belgian chocolate in Marks and Spencers. Well, it would be. Well, I've only got to have one of those. I'm on the floor. It just knocks me out completely. <laughs> Don't have one, then. Well, you have to occasionally. You've got to have things that you like. I know you shouldn't have it all the time, but occasionally. Actually, talking of things we don't like, I did 
open up. Well, I didn't even need to open up. It's on the front page of Metro this morning. And uh, such is the frenzy to try and coin it in Wimbledon. People rent out their drives. They rent out houses. They rent out, you know, they'd rent out their grandmother if they could. There's a church, St Mary's Church, and the church charges £20 a day for the privilege of parking between tombstones. Isn't now, it just disgusting? Now, I, I looked at the tombstones and I did think, oh, they look a bit old. And the, uh, the vicar there, a lady by the name of, I think it was Mary somebody. Um, her name is Mary Bid, Biddy Bide, something like that. Admitted it does look odd, but claimed the cars parked only in the oldest part of the graveyard, which contained remains from the 18th and 19th century. To be honest with you, Mary, I don't care... It's a graveyard. She said, we, we, we can't actually trace the descendants. I don't care. It's somebody's last resting place, and you're parking cars on it at 20 quid a time. I don't care that the money goes to charity. I'm Neither not remotely do I. interested. It's absolutely disgusting. You're parking cars on top of somebody's dead body, I'm afraid. Mm. It, it's, it's very disrespectful, and as a member of the clergy, she should realise that. And if she doesn't realise that, she should get the hell out. Absolutely. Well, did you see the other story of the paper yesterday, which was of a guy who has uh, got a, um, um, a parish somewhere up north, West Bromwich or something, but he's been having an affair for ages, which is totally against the Church of England, um, and he's been taking his girlfriend around. They've been drinking wine in the vestry, and he took her to funerals. He's, uh, she sort of followed him about. He's not a very pleasant person. The church went, right, that's it, out. And he went, no. So he started squatting. So the church has gone to court... To get an official order. He's been given 28 days. He turned around yesterday and said, it's not going to make any difference. I'm staying. So he's been defra... I mean, but he has a girlfriend. I mean, he's, this is a vicar with a girlfriend. I'm a bit worried about things like that. I don't mm. like that idea. Well, it's not it's modern life, isn't it? Well, I think he's, he's a bit peculiar, I'm afraid. He's got a wife and he's got the girl... A mistress. And this is a vicar telling us how to sort of, you know, conduct our lives. Ridiculous. Mm. A bit like sort of Paul Savory telling me what to eat. <laughs> Although the vanilla milk sounds quite nice this morning. Uh, as does the Sony Vio laptop. If that's not a slick link, nothing is. It's, uh, this is one that's going to finish at 6pm tonight. It's a Sony, 250 gigabytes of hard drive, great for surfing the net. Log on anywhere that's got Wi-Fi. Lowest unique bid will win. Lowest unique bid in pence that nobody else makes. So you text LBC, followed by your bid in pence, and send that to treble eight two one. So LBC followed by your bid in pence, and send that to treble eight two one. The bid will cost £1.50, plus your standard network rate. Lines close at 6pm today. You've got to be over 16. Go to lbc.co.uk for full times and conditions. Paul. Steve, a Chinese travel agency is offering tours designed for couples who are on the verge of splitting up. The agency in Harbin charges the couples the equivalent of £1,350 for a five-day tour of Hainan Island. Um, if it's uh, destiny for us to break up, then it, let's have more romantic memories than painful ones, rather than see the ad for the holidays. The agency said they had already received bookings from many quarrelling couples and hopes the breaks could persuade some to reconsider. The whole tour will be very intimate, it says. A separate tour guide and vehicle will be allocated for each couple. The agency also offers other themed breaks, including a bad mood tour, an indulgent tour, and says they're proving very popular, especially with young customers looking for something different. Wow. I looked at something different yesterday. What was that? I decided that I was going to book myself on a cruise on the QM2. I thought you hated the cruise. I do, but I fantasised that I've won 30 million. So I'm going on the QM2 and I'm booking the 101 days round the world cruise. OK, I've had a look at it. <laughs> but you won't go. I won't go, no. <laughs> but I've had a look at the, at the suite that comes with it. Oh, it's beautiful. Oh, 
This thing comes with 24-hour butler. Mm. It comes with... It's got uh, the biggest outside... I mean, you wouldn't actually need to go anywhere else on the ship. You could live in this apartment. Yes, but that's humble compared with with one ship. One ship. Um, When I was in Sydney a couple Mm. of years back, in the Sydney Harbour, the the big ships actually come right into the harbour. Yeah. And they have a ship, I think it's called The World... It is. You buy an apartment. That's right. Yes. And you just sail round the world you on You get it. on and off. And this thing is just incredible. I saw an apartment that came up on it. How much was it? Oh, I had no idea. Three and a half million. And it looked lovely. And what you do is you have your own apartment. And I think the ship was built in Norway or something. Because I remember looking at it thinking, how lovely. And then you hop on. It's terribly expensive. Oh, yeah. To keep it going. I mean, you've really got to have a multi-million pound lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And then you hop on and off, and you sort of maybe have a house in New York or, or wherever it happens to be. And then you think, oh, well, I'll go and re- rejoin the ship. Where is it? Oh, it's in Dubai. You fly out to Dubai, and you just get back on and onto your, your cabin and your, your apartment. Mm. Quite nice, isn't oh, it? Oh, it's fantastic. I can't see how, how it's sustainable, but it, it's... Oh, I don't either. I think because the running costs are very high, you've obviously got to pay to maintain. So you get all the, all the services of a hotel because somebody comes in and cleans. But then you might as well buy an apartment at the Savoy. Yes. Or any of the big hotels. They've all got apartments. But it doesn't travel. No, that's true. It's the, it's the travelling bit that we quite like. Yeah. I quite we like the travelling. Travel. We like that idea. Uh, don't forget, a uh, little bit later on this morning, we've got tickets to go and see Carrie's War. This has got Casey Ainsworth and Prunella Scales in it. And uh, we're offering five of you the opportunity to take a partner and go along and see Carrie's War. So details of that coming a little bit later on this morning. Uh, plus, we'll have the papers. And uh, guess who's got a new agent? And boy, is it obvious, because she's in every paper this morning. It's the terribly dipsy Chantel. Uh, now, Chantel, you remember, turned up on a reality show some years ago, pretending to be a celebrity. Uh, not exactly bright as penny in a box. A little bit simple. Uh, and she was making a living as a Paris Hilton lookalike. Well, she wasn't. That was just the story that was put around at the time, because somebody said, we think you look a bit like Paris Hilton. Unfortunately, she had none of the talent that Paris Hilton appears to have for going around the world making a small fortune. Uh, She then married Preston of the Ordinary Boys, real name Samuel, but too embarrassed to use the name Samuel. Got no idea why. It's a lovely name, because Preston is his surname. Uh, That all went uh, belly up. She ended up with, uh, I think, a fair bit of money when they sold the house and she's gone back to live with her mother or something like that. She's dated a few, let's call them dubious people. Uh, She's made it into the papers on numerous occasions. And then all of a sudden, somebody said to her, listen, what do you do, love? And she went, I don't know, living the dream, you know, kind of thing. Unfortunately, she was too thick to realise what the dream was. So she's got herself a new agent. And guess who she's got? She's got Jordan's old agent. So Jordan's old agent, who now has Peter Andre, and has decided that Jordan is just too much of a risk and has dumped unceremoniously, which is probably very good news, has now taken on Chantel. So most of the papers today are full of Chantel and her new look, which looks exactly the same as Chantel and the old look, I'm afraid, just with slightly bigger tits. And so she's got them there, and she's wearing a bikini. It still doesn't demonstrate what she can do, but they say that there's lots in the pipeline, including another book, this will be Chantel still living the dream. And, uh, <laughs> living the dream too. Living the dream too. And still on my way to Hollywood. <laughs> Looking for the bus fare. Looking for the bus fare. And can I wait tables? I mean, it's all very interesting, and we'll have more on that in a moment. News headlines. The inquiry into the Iraq war will be able to apportion blame. The Foreign Secretary says it will praise or blame whoever it likes. 
despite the Prime Minister Gordon Brown telling MPs last week that it was not its role. Reports that British people have been arrested during protests in Iran are being investigated by the Foreign Office. Iranian state television claims some British passport holders have been detained. Energy companies are being accused of overcharging customers and failing to pass on billions of pounds worth of savings. And Andy Murray takes on Ernst Grubis in the second round of Wimbledon later. Let's have a check on the state of the roads. Bronzed and tanned he was yesterday, I noticed when I went up there. Not. It's Hugh Broom. Thank you very much, Steve. Good morning. Uh, if you're heading for Tulse Hill, Norwood Road, still 7.3. Morning, everybody. 17 minutes past five, Thursday morning, LBC. Paul Kerry Katona, otherwise known as that bloke with breasts, uh, is out there, I'm afraid, again today. They say she's gone to pot. She spent 15000 Well, she didn't. A TV company spent £15,000 having a liposuctioned. And uh, as with all things, she's put it back on. She's put on two stone in two months. How has she done it? She's stuffed her fat face. She hasn't uh, bothered doing any exercise. She's done nothing at all. And I've said before, if you're going to have liposuction, and frankly, I wouldn't touch it with a barge pole because I think the problems are just immense. You've only got to look at how fat she is now to realise that it was a waste of 15 grand. They could have given the money to charity and sort of saved children's lives as opposed to some, uh, some rather stupid, vacuous woman uh, who couldn't be bothered to go on a diet, who still smokes, who still drinks, who's still foul-mouthed, and we wasted money. So, and then she brought out a DVD, I think, at the same time. There's no easy answer to losing weight. You're listening to two people this morning who can tell you that straight away. It's not, it's not easy. You know, you, you can wake up in the morning and think, oh, I'll eat a lettuce leaf or something like that. But to be honest with you, you've got to do exercise. And here she is. I mean, her stomach is practically resting on the ground here. It's not an attractive look. It really isn't. 84850, uk. Would you have lipo? Uh, I thought about it. Um... I think I might. Would you? Mm, one day, perhaps. One day. <laughs> Would you have Botox? No, I don't need it. Neither do you. No, I know. We, we don't I've have a wrinkle between us. I just thought I fancied it. Um, yes. Uh, you know, it works for some people, and uh, it works very well, I, yeah. um, I have to say. I've seen um, several people that have had Botox, and it's worked really well on them. you've got to keep it going, haven't you? Yes, it, it lasts... A, between three and six months, it depends on the, the person involved, and then you have to have it topped up. Yeah. But um, it does work. I don't like the idea of it. I don't. But um, Needles in your eye and... Well, like not that. needles in your eye, you know, yeah, but, in, but, your, in your forehead. And, you can get it done. We have, we have a hairdresser in Twickenham. Somebody goes in there and does it at the hairdresser. Mm. The, the, the dentist offers it as well. Yeah, it needs to be regulated, I think. Yeah. Which it isn't. But no, the anybody, anybody can, can set do themselves it. up. And, yes. there was a, and there was a do-it-yourself one that was available on That's eBay. right, we talked about it, yes. That, which I thought was a little bit worrying. Uh, Catherine says, I think the church parking cars on the graves is disgusting. To be honest with you, I don't care whether or not you could trace the family or not. It's the fact that people are buried there. It's called having respect to the dead. And if this vicar clearly thinks there's nothing the matter with it, she should be kicked out immediately. I think it's absolutely awful. It doesn't, it doesn't matter whether that... It's, it's like sort of... I don't know, I can't think of... There's a, a feature in one of the papers today on uh, a place in Poland where mm. they found thousands and thousands of bodies. Yes. Thousands. But yet it's a place that nobody's ever heard of. The only people who've ever heard of it are the Polish people. Mm. Nobody's ever heard of it. They've just made a film about it. It's where thousands of young men were executed. They were taken out, shot in the back of the head and just thrown into pits. Yep. They Second reckon, World War. Second World War. Mm -hmm. They reckon in uh, one evening, 329 were killed over a period of, uh, of weeks. I think something like 6,500 were shot in the back of the head. Just disgusting. Uh, just taken out there, blindfolded. The blindfold was taken off them. They had no idea until they looked around and saw their uh, colleagues. Mm. One bullet in the back of the head. One man was doing most of it. 
and they found graves of thousands. They don't know how many. All they can do is count the skulls. As you know, if, if this vicar seriously wants to park cars there, why don't you just do the other thing that you're quite clearly thinking about? Why don't you just rip up all the graves and, um, and sort of tarmac it over? Yeah, why not? It's just disrespect. It is terribly... Terrible it's, disrespect. This is consecrated ground, as far as I'm concerned. As far as she's concerned, it isn't, obviously. Yes, we, we have a playground in Twickenham where it obviously was part of a church and they've moved the graves all the way around the wall mm. because they're very early ones and they've put in a children's playground. But in this one, this is still consecrated. Yeah. How are you just driving? I won't... Do you remember when you were, we used to go to church as a kid? You never walked over graves, did you? No. Even if I go to Westminster Abbey, it might be a little bit difficult there, or St Paul's. But you, you, you don't... Because you think that's somebody's grave. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It, it's something, um, something within you that stops yeah. you doing that. It, it just... Uh, you just walk in between. We don't do it. We don't do it. Who could take over from Simon Cowell on The X Factor? Hmm. Good who, question. Who do you think he thinks should take over, if you believe the newspapers? I have no idea. Cheryl Cole. Mm. <laughs> Apparently, some of the things she's... Uh, some, some of the things he's actually said... You sounded like Dolly Parton on Helion. Uh, your mouth is far, far too big when you sing. It was like looking into a cave. I mean, not really that, that exciting. But they say that Cheryl Cole could take over. He says that his next series will be the last before he sets up this global empire with Philip Green. But to be honest with you, I don't think we want Newcastle accents on London television. I'm sorry about that. I think they're ugly accents, and I don't think it's very pleasing. She's also got nothing to say. All she does is say to people, oh, you thought you had grit? <laughs> and, that's, and it's a bit dreary, I'm afraid. Uh, so, uh, no, definitely not her. Definitely not her. Who could we have? I don't know. I was trying it's to think of one, isn't it? Yeah. I was trying to think of somebody who could be particularly bitchy and yet honest at the same time, and all I could think of was me. <laughs> <laughs> And that was that. <laughs> uh, Steve, uh, I've just been reading about Max Bygraves. He's 86 and lives in Queensland with Blossom, his wife. I know, they used mm. to live down in... Torquay. Torquay and Bournemouth they lived as well for a Did long they? while. Yeah. I remember going on a, a boat trip around uh, Tor Bay and they pointed out his house on the, just... on the, on the cliff. Embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> That's where Max Bygraves Max Bygraves. Well, guess what they're, they're revitalising on the television. I think you're bringing back... Uh, obviously something that he was involved nope. with. No, 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 no. no. Uh, well, I don't know then. And Mother Makes Five. Really? Butterflies. With, um, with uh, Wendy Craig. Wendy Craig, who is now 75. Yes, I know. I saw Doesn't her. seem possible. I saw her last year. I didn't see her this year. I, I, you know, I, I go to the Terence Higgins Trust dinners every yeah. year. I, I didn't see her there this year, but last year she was there. Yeah. Love Wendy Craig. Oh, I love it. But 75. It's all right. We'll I know, get but I, there. Ju- <laughs> I just don't think <laughs> the idea. Um... One here, I bought a new phone yesterday, and the instruction says charge for at least four hours. It's fully charged in half an hour. No, it's not. It's just, that's what you think it's fully charged. That's why you've got to mm. charge a new phone. In fact, actually, four hours is far too short. We used yeah, to bring overnight, them back overnight, overnight charge best. them. Definitely better. Still trying to work out Max Bygrave's 80s. I wonder how old Blossom is. Which, uh, interesting. Somebody says, don't go on a QE2 cruise. I'm sure it'd be like the second Titanic if Steve Allen is on board. Well, we certainly wouldn't <laughs> want you, would we? God, blimey. We wouldn't take you even as luggage, I'm afraid. But no, I think th- I'd definitely do it. But I don't know how much the Round the World cruise is in the top suite. I think it's about 154,000. Which seems very reasonable when you think... No, not a night. No, for the whole cruise. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine 154,000 for the whole cruise. That would be quite good. Uh, a TV newsreader, wait for this, this is a funny story, has taken out a restraining order against her co-host after he barraged her with threatening emails. She didn't know who it was to start with. He started sending things, uh, criticising her presenting skills. He was the weatherman. 
on the show. <laughs> anyway, she's got a restraining order. Luckily, not in this country. It's in Wisconsin. And he's been ordered to stay away from it. Can you imagine? There you are sitting in the studio. And the weatherman's sending abusive emails. It's nasty, isn't it? Nasty piece of work. Nasty piece of work. But, not you know, nice. it's not unknown. It's not unknown, is it? No. Do you remember there was a woman once, and she was shot by her co-host on television? I think she'd annoyed him sure so much. Sure, this wasn't a movie. No, no, it actually happened. I, I think she, either sh- she was either shot by him or she shot herself live on television. I think during oh, the yes. morning programme. They were doing this... It might have been in Mexico or something like that. Mm. I think she just pulled out. I think she had enough. <laughs> just shot herself. <laughs> you know, having one of those days. No margarine in the canteen again. Dreadful day for all concerned. And just shot <laughs> herself. Yeah. So she made the news. Apart from talking about the news, she made the news. Yes, Max Bygraves has been married to his wife for 65 years. Good grief. 65 years. That's, That's fantastic. a long, long time. That is a long marriage, time. isn't it? I wonder why he's in Australia. Do you think it's because... It's the, warm, it's nice. It's the weather, isn't it? That's why. He was in Sanctuary Cove, apparently, in Queensland. Yeah. Very nice. I've never been. Never been. Uh, We talked the other day about people cycling on the pavements, and it's one of my big bugbears, apart from cyclist jumping lights anyway. And somebody wrote. Just cyclists in general. Just cyclists, full stop, actually. I mean, I'd happily let all their tyres down. But there's one here who says, I've been in touch with Richmond and Twickenham Council to complain about bikes on pavements. They've more or less said that they're not interested, not prepared to do anything about it. Well, that's that's, uh, not right, actually. It's the police, and the police are doing something about it. Uh, I think the police they are should... arresting left, right, and centre in Twickenham at the moment. Good. I think they should all be registered and made to pay tax. Not much tax just... or insurance. Tax and insurance. Oh right. Oh. Just like the rest of us, they road users. They can cause accidents just in the same way mm. as, as as petrol-driven cars can cause accidents. The trouble Why is, no, you can't say that because cyclists are not well, intelligent. Can. But they're not intelligent because you have to do a little bit for them with put a, putting a picture of a cycle on there so they know that's where they cycle. We don't have pictures of cars on the road to show us where to drive. No, but it could also be because it's uh, because the cycle lanes are often a part of a pavement. Yeah. It can show the pedestrians that there's going to be cycles there yeah. and to keep out the way. Another thing that annoys me is cycles who've, who are carrying their shopping on the handlebars, they're driving... It's like me, driving along with one hand on the wheel and my shopping hanging outside the car. Mm. Highly dangerous, so I try and ram into them. And uh, the other one is cycles who've got earphones in. Yes. Who can't hear you. Cut Highly them, dangerous. Cut them off completely. Yes. Beep, yes. beep, beep. <laughs> do you know what they used to do? Do you remember when you had a cycle when you were a kid? You put playing cards on the on the spokes so it sounded nice. like, a, like, a, like an engine. Yeah. yeah. Don't do that anymore. With a, with do a peg. You put a peg. <laughs> peg. I, I can't bought, remember how we fixed them. I bought there. something for my for my friend Jimmy's bike, and it was lights. A little series of lights you put on there. So when the wheels went round at night, I you got saw some patterns. two days ago. I thought, what's that coming yeah. down the road? Because it was dark, and I could see these lights on the Three floor. Three little LEDs. UFO. Uh, but it wasn't. It was a cycle coming. It's lovely, isn't it? You yes. can get them for 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 big cars. For big cars. For big cars as well, as opposed to little cars, you can get big cars. How exciting. Which is very nice. Uh, 84850, steve at uk. When on earth did it become acceptable to use a mobile on speakerphone on a packed train? It's bad enough listening to one side of an inane conversation, but both are seriously out of order. Whilst I'm on the subject, why do so many people talk loudly into phones? Yes, that's odd, isn't it? I suppose because the person on the other end can't hear. I always get on a bus in the morning. If I get on a bus in the morning, there's always somebody at the back, and it's either Polish... Or something like that. And you end up and you think, what sort of conversation... I'd love to better know what the conversation was about. Because you've got no idea. That's what they do, it's wind you up. <laughs> well, it works every time. It has to be said. Uh, I can't help feeling, so, so this, uh, this album of Peter Andres will be very good uh, reason for them getting back together. Oh, no, there's no chance of them getting back together. 
Not now, I no wouldn't chance. think. Oh, no, I think that's that's gone way, way down that, I'm afraid. Way down that one. Uh, definitely will split up. I hope Somebody so. Somebody said she, she'd had an, his name crossed out. Yeah. On her wrist. But tra- to be Tattoo. quite honest, I mean, she's so naff anyway. How cruel. Yeah. I, we aren't... I'm not a big fan of Jordan. I'm not a big fan of Chantel, but they now say this is her new look. An insider says she's worked hard to look this good. She looks exactly the same as she did last time. It's only because she's got a new agent. Uh, she wanted a complete image overhaul. It's the start of a whole new Chantel. Oh, Christ. What a horrible <laughs> thought, ladies and gentlemen. Another one emerging. Hello. What's your name? Chantel. And what do you do? Laughing. Laughing. <laughs> Celebrity. In fact, I think she's got that written on her passport. I think she's got celebrity written on the passport. Profession. Celebrity. (laughs) I mean, she is thick, ladies and gentlemen. Let's face it, even Preston couldn't get a conversation out of her. I mean, they were so poles apart, but there you go. Always always good for a laugh, our Chantel. And this morning she's given us more than two, which is good news. London's biggest conversation. Visit virginmobile.co.uk. Morning, everybody. It's Steve Allen's Early Breakfast, LBC 97.3. Time now, 5.30. Very interesting. Balls. Uh, we have lots of balls taking place around the country, and they raise money for charity. And, and it varies the amount they raise. For example, uh, in the investigation in the Mirror today, they've, uh, Penman and Summerlad have done one on celebrity fundraisers. Fundraisers. I'm thinking of Raisa Gorbachev. But the one that they highlight is Grant and Anthea's Summer Ball. Right. Uh, celebrities Simon Cowell, Noel Edmonds, Lulu. Uh, they raised, in 2007, £942,000. Fantastic. Their ball, which is fantastic. To actually put it on cost £829,000. So the amount that went to charity was 113000 or 12%. Not mm. very good, I'm afraid. Not impressive, is Not it? Not impressive. Uh, the uh, Caldwell Children's Annual Ball, uh, the amount raised there, this is the Caldwell Charitable Trust, known as Caldwell Children, raised £2.52 million. They spent 818000 so £1.7 million, or 68%, went to the charity. That's not bad. The best one is Elton John's White Tie and Tiara Ball. Mm-hmm. Well, I think he gets everything sponsored and, uh, and does it very well. Uh, this one... Uh, raised 7.4 million in 2007. Uh, the amount spent, plus donations, 972,000. The total for the charity, 6 million and 700,000. So that's not bad, is it? That's not bad, with, uh, with lots of guests. The Barclay Square Ball, the amount raised, 450,000. This is for Barclay Square. Uh, the amount spent, 420,000. The amount to charity, a piffling £30,000. Now, you might argue that 30000 is still very good. It's not really. No. I mean, that is 7%, that's estimated. I mean, it's just... It's, it's, not, it's not really good enough. 7% is very poor. Yes, very poor indeed. Grant and Anthea, I mean, it's so nice to have all these things, but, of course, their entire world collapsed around them. The trouble is they're, ju- they're a bit like Jordan. Nobody likes them anymore. And uh, when you think only 12% went to charity, the, the guests, actually quaffed a thousand bottles of champagne and they were entertained by x-factor finalists ray quinn and chico god <laughs> surprised they raised that Probably much explains, <laughs> i suppose really they should be congratulated anyway talking of congratulations it's nathan morley in cyprus good morning uh, thanks very much it's good right. morning it's nice to hear from uh, you. i love that quaffed a thousand bottles of champagne i know it's a lot isn't it Great. hello yes no I'm, I'm oh, it went all quiet are you on isdn or are we phone 
No, we're on a dodgy mobile phone. Oh, and yeah, it sounds like you're on a problem. can with a piece of string. Yeah, it's very dodgy, isn't it? Is your ISDN I... not working? No, no, I'm actually not home. I'm in Ayanapa this morning. Oh, dear, you're not and... still in a bar, are you? Oh, God, no, no, no. I got home half an hour ago. Oh, right. Um, <laughs> 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 no, I'm in a, I'm in a hotel <laughs> in Ayanapa because I've been uh, doing a story down here. And I have to, it's, this place is bonkers. It's full of mad Scandinavians and bonkers Brits. And, yeah. uh, and last night I came back to the hotel room and all I could hear was people singing all night. You know, when they had a few to drink, they sit on their balconies and patios singing. And I thought, this is the craziest place I've ever been. So I just put a pillow on my head and, and, and hid up the covers all night. <laughs> I have to agree with you. I think it's... Uh, I've never been to Iron Apper. I was always curious to go, and then I saw the things on the, the television. I remember thinking, oh, I'm not really sure, actually, whether or not Iron Apper's the oh. right place to go. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean uh, unless, unless you've got, you know, got, got a sense of humour and don't really mind not sleeping through the night. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Okay. I suppose you, I suppose you live in hope, don't you? I, w- I wouldn't mind, just for the experience, but I remember once Dale and I went to... Was it Magaluf? I think Magaluf, yeah. We went to Magaluf. We were staying in Parma, and we went to Magaluf for the night. And we mm. said to the guy, listen, just, exactly, just, just drive us up there in the car, but wait. We drove up, mm. we got out the car, we did 100 yards, and we get back in the car, and we go back where we came <laughs> from. <laughs> it, was, it was just absolutely a nightmare. It was just full of drunks. I've never seen anything like it. It was just embarrassing. Well, I mean, sadly, it's like that here after after you know ten, eleven o'clock at night, and uh, I, I I think it's really quite quite um, it's worrying. I suppose when you get older as well, you look at the people in the street and they look like kids. Mm. And then actually, one of my colleagues said, "No, Nathan, they don't look like kids. They are, you know, some of these people are having their first holidays without their mum and dad. Uh, the kind of sixteen, seventeen years old, not just British Scandinavians as well, and it's actually." Funny, it's like it's like being in an episode of Grange Hill. You know, they've got yes. like a bottle of beer in one hand and and a cigarette in the other, but they've got a baby face. And I thought, my God, you know, how, how if, if I was a parent, I would be horrified to send my children to a place like this. I'm always amazed at how how these people don't have liver failure before they get to 18, because the amount <laughs> they seem to consume. I remember seeing on one of these television programs where they do a bar crawl, and the idea is yeah. that these young people have to drink as many drinks as they can. So by the time they get to the fourth bar, half of them can't even stand up oh i know i know and you know something i said to the mayor of ianapa and this was a some time ago uh, i said one of the most offensive things about this this town even though i do you know it's a love-hate relationship but there are there are parts of it i love i said is in the morning because i'm up early it's you know it's 7 30 in the morning here mm. so i'm going to go and file a story soon but is the sick in the streets in the morning oh. everywhere you go you know, really? down the main streets. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know, it's a horrible thing, but all of these kids or, or you know, um, sloshed uh, tourists, uh, there is puke everywhere, and it is so offensive. You know, we need a puke clean-up task force. I'd, do you know, if, if, you if, know? I was, if I was a street cleaner, I'd refuse to do it. I would absolutely I I refuse would, to do I it. Would, I would drag these people, but also, anybody caught urinating in a shop doorway, I would have them in prison straight away. Because frankly, oh, these Steve, people are stupid. Uh, it, this, the, this is the part of the problem of the town. You know, not just this. I suppose any tourist town. Mm. But you're right. You know, peeing in the street, uh, 
puking, also throwing your kebab papers and your pizzas. Mm. It, the worst time to walk around this town is around now, around 7 yes, in the yes, morning, you're right. you know, because it's just littered with everything which is bad in the world. I was <laughs> so, the other day, I, I went to Kingston, and I was cutting down through one of the things, and it's, it's, uh, there's a big Primark there, and it's very popular. Mm. They always have queues early in the morning. And it's next to the taxi rank, and there's a young bloke on a bicycle, and he's swigging from his water bottle. And mm. at about ten o'clock in the morning, he finishes swigging, and he just throws it on the ground. Incredible. And there's a taxi. Oh. There's a whole row of taxis sitting there, and I'm th- and th- there's nobody else in sight. And you feel like saying, you feel like going up to him, going, "There's a bin there. Are you very stupid? You know, are you remedial class or something? What's the matter with you?" I would probably pull a knife out at you. Well, you that, that's the don't, trouble. Don't, don't go there. Yeah. But it's, mm. it's so worried, because yeah. you think, wait a minute, I tell you what, let's come round to your house, and you say, right, this is where they live, and everybody just empty your rubbish in their front garden. Because quite clearly they live like pond life, they might as well be, be treated like it. Absolutely dreadful. Probably wouldn't care less. Probably no. wouldn't care Well, they less. don't. I mean, every morning, stuff. every morning, I think without fail, every morning for as many years as I can remember, uh, you have to dodge cyclists jumping traffic lights. You know, there'll be a red traffic light and cyclists jump them. I shout obscenities at them. I shout of sentences like, oh. are you colourblind or stupid? Absolutely. Not surprised they mainly get killed, because uh, the, these people are a danger to motorists, they're a danger to themselves, they're a liability on the road cycles, and I've campaigned well, for a long time for them to have last, insurance. Um, you, you wouldn't last a moment here. The problem is tourists on mopeds and quad bikes. Yes. Not on... On not, not, not on side roads, on the, on the main roads. Mm. Yesterday, actually, a guy was killed yesterday on one in Ayanapa. Uh, you know, you, you, I crashed my car yesterday, believe it or not. Oh, God. Drive. I drove into a wall. <laughs> <laughs> which, which just happened to have been built while you were driving. <laughs> I thought, this is, this is what I'm trying to reason. I'm sure it wasn't there when I parked you the car. jumped <laughs> out in front of me, Ossifan. <laughs> 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 so I have to take my car to a garage later to see if I can respray the back of it. Oh, uh, that's awful. <laughs> I know. Not good. Oh, a lot of people inquiring about Mr. Chaz. Is he still green, or has he finally gone back to his normal colour? Ah, uh, Mr. Mr. Chaz is a whiter shade of pale now, so oh, everything's that's OK. <laughs> I saw somebody the other day cycling with the dog running along beside them on the lead. God help oh, us, if the dog had cool. seen something and veered off, it would have caused a major accident. Oh, uh, you see, I, I, I don't do that, uh, the, the, the um, dog running thing. Anyway, Chaz has asthma. He's got asthma? So, so yeah. Oh, right. So, so he, he has little running bursts, and then he, he, he can't run anymore. Oh, bless him. Well, he's only got little legs, hasn't he? He's only got little legs, Steve, and, and you know, he's more of a companion than a sportsman. So Yes, I don't so, think you could ever you know, call him I, a sportsman, I, could you? I don't I'm think he's ever going to go there. Parents. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not, are you? No, no, no. I, actually, he's in the dog hotel at the moment. Oh right, why? But, well, because I'm I'm kind of uh, working some wacky shifts this week, and uh, you know, like I say, I'm at a hotel at the moment. Staying right. In a hotel just for the, uh, so. I, I sa- it sounds bear. like vomit central. Yes, says. <laughs> 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 it sounds. Like, and do you not have hotels over there where you can take dogs too? Oh, don't start me on that. No, oh, the answer is no, then. The answer is no, and I have written, I have written to the Cyprus Tourism Organisation about this. Mm. You know, I said, it is absolutely ridiculous. We have a nation where they have maybe 40, 50,000 people in the capital who have dogs, but none of us can take their dogs on holiday. Mm. You know, that's crazy. That is crazy. And, and, and dogs, I got one letter back, actually, from a hotel manager who wrote back and said, we don't accept dogs because they're dirty. 
Oh, well, I mean, I mean to, to be fair, some dogs are dirty and they do smell. You know, you have Not to wash dogs. I, I know maybe Mr Chaz doesn't, but I mean, I've, I've watched programmes on the television where they've done a makeover and they can't sell their house. And the reason is because it stinks of dog. And so what you have to do is you have to go in there and you have to sort of take them, uh, take them out, and you say, wash your dogs. Don't be so disgusting. They're not like cats, which clean themselves. You've given them, you know, toothbrush oh, and everything no, else. Oh, cats stink. Sorry? Cats really do stink. Cats no, they really don't. Do stink. Dogs do, because yes, dogs they... roll. When you take them out for a walk, they roll in foxes' poo, and then you take them out, and they stink to high heaven. Oh, no, cats, what's that thing called, where they, what do they call, where they s- spay, what's it, not spay, where they... they spray, every, spray. Yeah, they spray, I mean, uh, all over the place. Yes, but the, the dogs do that. The dogs do that every day. No, no, no. Dogs, dogs' pee doesn't actually smell. Oh, it does. Oh, horrible. Nathan, oh, Nathan, it's horrid. <laughs> oh, it's horrid. <laughs> I'll tell you what, then. Substitute your water system for dog pee, and you see how long you last. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's no, 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 suggestive. you've got it all wrong. What you need, you see, what you're missing here, Steve Allen, is a dog. <laughs> I've, had, we, excuse been, me, we've had dogs. This is the ah, royal yes, way. Well, it was many years ago, <laughs> isn't it? It was many years ago, yes. And we've I had cats. I the dogs to Paul Savory. <laughs> well, he's, he has, yes, he's had a dog. I've had three. <laughs> he's had three. <laughs> At the same time. Yes. What a barbecue that was. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> was it a long relationship with the dog, Paul? Um, <laughs> yes, I had one for 14 years. Yeah. Oh, did you? Oh, when you you've upset kid? him now. He's nearly in tears here. <laughs> you've reminded ah, him of what yes. it was like, the, the bond that they had together. They did. Poor old Shep, yes. Poor <laughs> old Shep, exactly. <laughs> Someone's <laughs> weather dog. Shep was his Sable. name. She was lovely. Yeah. She Sable. Was, she used to sit next to me on the sofa watching television and lean on me. Because she was super glued to the settee, that's why. She, yeah, couldn't oh, go she used to lean on me, and when the credits started rolling up at she the end of the programme, no, she'd get down and go outside for a wee. Oh, nice. Give a share I, I with swear us. she knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. The other two didn't take any notice of the television at all, but she watched it. I feel I've wandered into some strange Alice in Wonderland no, programme. it was very odd. Sadly. We have to let you go, Nathan. That's fair enough, I understand. But great to talk to you, as usual. <laughs> <laughs> She's making a good cup of tea as Just well. Just don't, don't cycle anywhere, please. <laughs> Because poor old Kelly, Findlay and Adam says, well done for raising the cyclist issue. I'm frequently walking, frequently walking across crossings with Findlay in his pushchair and I'm nearly run over by cyclists. They have an inability to stop, don't they? Have you noticed? They can't stop at a zebra crossing. They try and weave through you. Yeah. Just stupidity. Because they're going too fast. Crass stupidity. Rude. Very rude people. Quarter to six and uh, more from Nathan, same time next week. News headlines and inquiries to decide who is to blame for Britain's involvement in the Iraq war. The Foreign Secretary David Miliband has conceded that the inquiry led by Sir John Chilcott can praise or blame whoever it likes. Officials are investigating claims that some British people have been arrested during protests in Iran. Riot police and demonstrators clashed in the streets around Iran's parliament last night. Two men are due to be sentenced today for their part in a £2 million counterfeit banknote scam. They were arrested after police found nearly £300,000 worth of counterfeit notes at a factory in East Ham last November. Let's have a check on the state of the road story this morning. It's Hugh Broom. Thank you very much, Steve. If you are heading into Dalston, the traffic lights are out of order. Conversation. 
Morning, everybody. Nice to have you company. 12 minutes to six is the time. Steve says, try Upper Street in Islington at this time of the day. Cyclists all over the place. The trouble is, it's this not stopping, it's not observing any of the highway codes that, you know, we used to have a cycling proficiency test. Unfortunately, nowadays, they're just arrogant, I'm afraid, many of them. And this carrying shopping, their sort of earpieces in, scrape down the side of cars and everything else. They don't even pay to be on the roads. You know, I could understand if they, as, as Paul suggested, they take out insurance, and that's what they should do, because they don't. No. They don't it, take it, out anything at all. It doesn't need to be a lot. I think they should pay for the use of the roads Absolutely. as well. Absolutely. Otherwise, if, put it this way, we pay for it. Can you imagine if all of a sudden there were no cars and it was all cyclists? You know, it's, you know it, it wouldn't have any roads. You know, even if it's £5 a year or something, I, mm. they should have a registration number, the same as everybody else, so if they cause an accident, yep. they can be traced. If they go through red lights... The, the cameras can flash them and yep. they can be fine, just the same as the rest of us. And it will, it will, it will solve a lot of problems, I'm sure. Well, I told you the other week we have a, a policeman in, in Twickenham who's on a cycle and what he does is he stops cyclists who are on the pavement because we get loads like everybody else does and 20 minutes later they end up with a fine. Yeah. And well, I sat there the good. other day and watched it. I was with Mike and we were sort of watching and I said, he's actually going to give him a ticket. None of this just talking to him. No. He gave him the ticket and he Trouble made him is, wait. it's not enforced enough. Yeah, should be. Uh, and, um... You know, I just believe in one rule for all, and we should all follow the highway code. It's there for our safety. But they seem to think they're exempt. Uh, well, exactly. Mm, not I anymore. Agree. I agree. Uh, are cyclists still allowed to carry tiny children on the back, says Angela? Isn't that extremely dangerous? It is extremely dangerous. Mm. It is, but they do. And sometimes, you see, I mean, I've seen two schoolboys sitting on a bike. And again, that should be stopped immediately. They should be taken off. If they also don't have lights on at night, which you see all the time, they well, should the be taken off the road. And these blooming... Things that we have in central London now, yeah. these, these rickshaw things. Oh, God, they're, they're even terrible. worse. Even terrible. worse. They're bicycles with passengers, and they're not lit up properly at night. No. Dreadful. Really dreadful. Dreadful. Yes, exactly. Uh, did you see Rich and Homeless? The Marquis of Blandford didn't see why I should sleep rough, so booked into a hotel. I'm not really interested in any of these sort of programmes. I'm no, afraid it's not my... Uh, anyway, I they're, think. They're all rubbish programmes. Um, front page of The Sun this morning is... Uh, Robbie Williams being quizzed by police probing an armed robbery carried out by three thugs. This is when he was in the Bahamas because a public row erupted between Robbie's group and two snappers who were later robbed at gunpoint by bandits who took their cameras and cash. So they're going to be talking to him about that. And as the expenses scandal uh, gets ever bigger, Rosie Cooper, uh, naughty nibbles paid for by the taxpayer payer were revealed last night. Items as small as a 29p bag of hula hoops and white chocolate cookies costing 30 pence are meticulously listed. And then you look at the size of the MP. Good grief. <laughs> That's why she's been eating. Lots so of hula hoops there. She's size 16. She's eaten everything from kick... And she's put everything through. Every single thing through. But saying it's for her assistant. Well, somebody, Rosie's eating this stuff. I don't see why we should pay for Kit Kats. Yeah. She also put in for a steam cleaner, uh, £3,000 for a bed and a three-piece suite. What I can't understand is that they're all saying, oh, we'll pay it back, we'll pay it back, but we've done nothing wrong. Yeah, but we'll pay it back. Yes. Well, she was in charge of the British Heart Foundation's Food for Thought campaign, and she's a size 16. Hmm. So, quite clearly, she's not, uh, not doing... And she also... Uh, was claiming back for stuff... She was criticised for claiming 915 quid well, you in know, solicitor's it, fees and survey costs for a property she didn't buy. She is a, a, a typical example of this lot, who's, uh, whose motto is do as I say, not do as I do. It's odd, isn't it, really? that they it's, it's the paying back bit 
that I never get my head around. Indeed. Which, which I quite like. Uh, Britain's tennis flops pocketed, guess how much, for doing a little bit of work? No idea. £96,000. Six of our flops, ladies and gentlemen, uh, were there. Uh, one of them, uh, British number one, Anne Kierthavong, uh, earned £10,750. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but she was on court for just 88 minutes. Lost to the uh, Austrian Patricia Mayer. But and got £10,750. What a waste of money. What a waste You'd of money. You'd be pleased to know, the aforementioned Botox, they they found what might be uh, possibly another use for it. Mm. For Botox? Oh, yes. There's a, a doctor in California called Simon Orion, and he's claimed that he stumbled upon an, uh, another power for, uh, for Botox, and that's the restoration of hair. Um, Does this mean injecting into the head? Into the scalp, yes. Um, He said he's uh, familiar with Botox's use as a headache treatment. He injected the chemical uh, into the scalp of his mother, who uh, had been having chemotherapy, and uh, obviously it made her hair fall out. And he was surprised to find that uh, it appeared to help her hair grow back. Oh. So he's uh, he's, he's uh, combined the Botox with some vitamins mm. now that will also uh, will uh, encourage uh, hair regrowth. And uh, the theory is that it dilates the blood vessels and um, because it's a relaxant, it allows nutrients to shrink into the follicles and uh, uh, and stimulates hair growth. So they're, they're looking into it. that at the moment, so it could be quite good, couldn't it? Well, it's all this other stuff, isn't it? You know, p- people sort of saying, oh, this... You remember there was a farmer once, and he said, oh, this, this cow licks the top of my head and hair starts growing. Yeah. It's a load of old rubbish, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. The only thing that will make your hair grow is castration. It's a little bit drastic, but uh, that's it. If your hair's going to go, let it go. You know, there's nothing you can do about it. You don't want a comb over. You don't want an Arthur Scargill. You don't want a toupee. You don't want anything no, like that. Just you know, have it cut short. Some some men start losing their hair in their late teens. Yeah, which exactly. Is, you know, which is um, which is a bit of a shock to the system, really. I would think it is. Um, but and if this can stop it, why not? Well, I don't. Know. I just don't think anything's going to stop it. Because I, I, you know, if it's if it stimulates the hair growth and the, the hair starts growing after this treatment, I but can't But there is no hair there. It's, it's dead, isn't it? The hair is... That's why... It's, I mean, the hair on the, your head at the moment is dead. That is dead hair. Well, all hair is dead. Yeah. And when they say, we're actually going to transplant it, and they sort of take plugs out of it, it just looks ridiculous. Not one of them has ever worked. There's a friend of mine who had the the plug treatment years ago, and it just looks silly. Minoxidil, another waste of money for a lot of people, because you use it, but you've got to keep using it. That's how they get you. Yes, but there again, I know somebody that uses it, and it absolutely has worked for them. Yeah, but I know somebody who spent 14,000 quid on it, didn't do a thing. Yeah. Depends on the individual. But this way, there's there's no cure for it. You're going to lose your hair, you're going to lose your hair. If you want to stick a piece of rug on your head, stick a rug on your head. It just makes everybody's going to point at you anyway. Uh, I do, I'm, I'm not sure if I sympathise so with this bitter. woman. I know. <laughs> she tried to get on a plane wrapped in cloth soaked with cleaning fluid. The reason being, she's got a hygiene obsession. Security staff thought they could smell a flammable liquid and feared the 51 year old had doused herself in petrol and planned to become a human torch. When they searched her, they found several lighters, a white powder, and soaked J cloths wrapped around her stomach. Taste showed it was cleaning fluid and washing soda. The Russian woman was released without charge. What sort of an obsession is that? I'm surprised she was able... Was, you know you can find people who... They, yeah. walk, they walk out the bathroom and they go, Oh, I've just touched something. And go and back have, into the bathroom go back inside, again. Yeah. wash your hands, have to do everything with their elbows. Mm. You it's become ridiculous. paranoid, don't you? Yeah. 
Uh, a lot of people are at the moment with the uh, with the increase of swine flu. The uh, the sales of these alcohol rubs for the hands yes has gone through the roof. I'd, I carry a little thing. This seems stupid, doesn't it? A little um, what's it? Yeah, squirty bottle. Do you use it? Yes, I, d- I don't use it every day. But when we were on the ship, you have to use it. You're not allowed in the dining rooms without using it. Is that right? They won't allow you in any of the dining rooms when you go off the ship. When you come back on the ship, you've got to go through this this hand wash. They won't allow you in there. Good lord, good, isn't it? Quite impressed mm, by that. The coffee good. machine is is a malfunction Strange. again. Unfortunately, no liquid. Oh dear! It's only just been repaired, and already it's it's lost and given up the ghost. I'm bringing my own. Louis Walsh's number one fan is out again. She's a bit of a worry. She walks around with a picture with him on the front of it on the on her t-shirt, and uh, she shows up uh, a few times. Uh, she waited eight hours to give him her phone number. She's believed to have proposed marriage. I don't want to break this to you, Tanya, but I don't think there's going to be much going on in the marriage department, darling. You know, don't want to sort of ruin it for you. Anyway, she throws her arms around him. Little bit of a worry. Little bit of a worry out there. But uh, anyway, well done to Louis for smiling through it. With new teeth, I believe. I believe he has new teeth at the moment. Oh, good for him. That's good news, isn't it? OK, listen, what we'll do, we'll take a, a short break for the, uh, the news, other side of the news. Don't forget, we've got uh, a competition today. We've got five pairs of tickets to go see Carrie's War with the fabulous Prunella Scales and Casey Ainsworth, so that'll be happening as well. And we'll have a chat to Roger Foss. Whatever happened to bells on bikes, says Lynn? It's one thing being able to see cyclists, but you never hear the damn things as they cut across pavements. Well, they used to have these air horns, do you remember? Which they would hold. Mm. They all wear sort of peculiar clothing. Very dangerous. Very dangerous. And, uh, Steve, I can't tell you, says Rose, how fed up I am of cyclists almost knocking you over on pavements. Well, they're not supposed to be on the pavements, they're not supposed to be there at all. They're lazy, ignorant people if they cycle on pavements, generally of limited intelligence, because they weave in and out. You see kids doing it. We were always told it was a certain size wheel that you were allowed on the pavement. If it was under 20 inches, you could go on the pavement. So little kids on their bikes with stabilisers can. But mm. nobody else, nobody else, not cycle couriers, not any of these people who jump lights. But to say, I mean, I make a play for them. If they start driving over lights, I'm, I'm, I'm there for it, I'm afraid. Apart from the fact it's illegal, uh, they could cause a major accident, and they're always so prissy cyclists. They're always, mm, we're cyclists. You think, oh, go away, you dreary little baggage. Awful. When I see them jumping lights, I shout obscenities. And I've seen elderly people doing it, old ladies on bikes and everything else. If it says red, the answer is, darling, it means don't cross. That's our turn, all right? We pay to be there. Well, we do eventually. If your mum buys one item of schoolwear from m M&M- Morning, everybody. It's Steve Allen's Early Breakfast. It's LBC 97.3. Nice to have your uh, company this morning. Just going to prove that even pop stars can be very moody. Moody Morrison, Morrissey, was at a gig the other night in Oslo, and a fan sort of had beer and went like that and flicked it over him. The whole band walked off stage, and Morrison came back and said, that's the person, throw him out. Very temperamental, isn't it? I love these artists. They're, they're so fabulous, they're so fabulous. And here's Chantel, apparently going to be a rival to Jordan. Oh dear, I do hope not. We don't need two of them, do we, in the world? News is coming up. LBC 97.3. Morning, everybody. Six minutes past six. (laughs) Thursday morning in London town. It's nice to be company this morning. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast. Paul Saver is here. Good morning. As well. And we've had a chat to Nathan Morley, who, uh, who thinks that cats smell... Well, I wasn't aware that cats smell, actually, but we, we, d- we did debate on, on dogs smelling, because they do like rolling around in fields. Well, and... all animals have a particular odour, yes. including us. 
Because we're animals as well. Well, we, we have this... Do you have pheromones? Do you remember they mm. brought out a thing years ago? And I, I remember experimenting with it because we got sent some in. And it was a spray. Yeah. And they sprayed it on a chair in a, in a doctor's waiting room. And then they filmed over the course of the day to see if people gravitated to that particular chair. And they did. But, I mean, no more than anybody else. I mean, if, if, if I always find it odd. If, if I'm sitting on the bus and there's a seat vacant behind me, and there's one next to me, somebody will always come and sit next to me. You know, I know some people always sit on the outside seat and put their bags on the yes. inside, so yeah. they, you know, you do that. You say, I, I think girls do that. Boys don't. We, we sort of, if ever I see there's a huge platform, boys don't have hat. Well, I've got bags. But at Clapham Junction, in the, if, if I happen to get the early train, and it's packed solid, you know you can have somebody sitting next to you. And they always start, they either produce a computer or they start sort of typing like mad into their Blackberry or stuff like that. It's like an office on the move. That's all right. Drives me, I hate people sitting next to me. Uh, Russ says, if your dog rolls in fox poo, for want of a better word, unless you've got another one for it, I don't know what we're going to call it, rub tomato ketchup on it and leave it for an hour, then wash it off. It neutralises the smell. Well, that'll be useful. We'll start, start carrying tomato ketchup now. <laughs> <Rub your> <laughs> It's getting very complicated. <laughs> so you've got, to, you've got to have the plastic bags and the plastic yes. gloves and uh, uh, well, actually, good, good, good for people who are picking up yes. the thing. All you've got to do is do it in a carrier bag. I mean, I wouldn't want to do it, but people do. He says um, male dogs spray, but females do not. And That's finally, right. cyclists in London are a total nightmare. He says they sneak up the side of my lorry with no lights on, but it's my fault if I don't see them in the dark and flatten yeah, them. Of course. That's, I mean, it's just ridiculous. I, th- I take every cyclist off the road unless they've got fitted lights that work. We have to have MOTs for cars. Mm. Why not have them for bicycles as well? Well, I don't think bicycles need them quite so much, but I do think bi- bicycles mm. need insurance, and they should also be registered and have a number plate, but just the same as the rest of us. Mark says, uh, I cycle to work to drive a 30-tonne lorry each day. I agree with compulsory bike insurance, but not tax because bikes don't poison the air we breathe. Uh, taxes is also used for the uh, maintenance of the roads. Yes. So yeah. uh, I think there is an argument that they should pay a, a nominal amount, a small amount for uh, small amount. the roads. Yeah. Yes. There should be something. Yeah, even and if also, it's five or a year or something. Just, oh, okay. just, just something. <laughs> just, just anything. Anything. We'd be, be grateful for anything at all. Uh, and it's, it's the bells on bikes. We used to have, have them. When we, were, when we were children, on every Sunday we would have to clean our bikes... Yep. And you would check that the bell works, and if it was rusty, you went out and bought a new... But now people don't bother. And, and if you think about it, all bikes have a, a serial number. Yes, they do. On and the frame, the frame yeah, has that's a number. Right. Yeah. And if you, if you registered your bike, if you, if mm. you, uh, if you had to uh, insure and, uh, and tax your bike, the registration num- the serial number for your bike would be on the registration document, yeah. which would... I think, decrease the possibility of your bike getting stolen because it'll be identifiable. Mm. They do nick bikes very quickly in London, don't they? Yes. Hence another good reason for having insurance. Indeed. Although I'm sure some people have fiddled it. Uh, Phil says, if Woolworths are going online only, how will students nick the pick and mix? I know. <laughs> we spoke to a Woolworths manager yesterday. The problem is a stolen credit card. Well, the, it got so out <laughs> of hand in Woolworths in Twickenham, that was one of the reasons that the store didn't do well. The students around there nicked huge amounts, huge amounts. Still going on in Iceland, by the way. The police were in there again yesterday. Mm. I've yet to find out what it was about, but I suspect it's... When well, I arrived here this morning, the police were outside. Oh, were they? The, the building, the back. The back I think is Addison yeah. Lee, next door. Oh, I don't know. Yes. 
I had a driver the other day. I shouldn't say this. I had a driver, and at the this end... This is not from Addison Lee. Not from Addison Lee. But I had a driver, and he went and picked up people by the side of the road Ooh, when he naughty, dropped me off. Naughty boy. Which was a bit naughty. Unless they'd pre-booked him and they were waiting for him. Yes. That is always the excuse, isn't it? Yes. I mean, it, it is always the sort of thing that can go on. Uh, Steve, uh, Jim Davis says an AIDS test can now be done by saliva. Can it? A saliva really? test? Don't know. I don't know, actually. I must, I must check with uh, Jim that. Bridget says, did you see Coach Trip yesterday? Very funny when they rode those two-wheeled things. I've got to get one of these two-wheeled things. They, again, the boys have started playing up. They need to be kicked off very quickly, I'm afraid, because they're, now, they're not taking it seriously. People are going out of their way to demonstrate how to do different cultural things. And the two students, Tom, I think, and the other one are just messing around. Well, mm-hmm. one of them is anyway. But they had these two-wheeled things where you stand up. Yes. And you'd think yeah. you'd fall off, but That's you right. don't. The, yeah. the, the balance. But they're about three and a half thousand. Yeah, but where would you use it? I've seen people on the roads with them. You're not supposed to. Oh, you're not? No. Oh. Oh, I saw... Oh, oh well. Uh, <laughs> uh, Chris says, I have to stop myself kicking the bikes when they ride on the pavement. Would I get into trouble if I did? I think uh, that... Yes, it's assault. <laughs> yes, but they shouldn't be on the pavement. I mean, it's, they're a danger. It doesn't matter. It's still assault. Yeah, well... Uh, Mark says it's too dangerous for cyclists on the road and it's too dangerous for pedestrians when they take refuge on the pavement. The only place for people to pedal around is the countryside. Mm. Yeah. Terry says ban all cyclists. Anything, you know, cyclists, just ban them full stop. You see, in, in, in Holland it works very well for them. But yes, then but there's hardly any cars. That's right. Well, there you go. Paul. Steve. A robot which can express seven different human emotions, has been unveiled in Japan. The emotional humanoid robot, nicknamed Kobian, can show its feelings including delight, surprise, sadness and dislike. Kobian uses motors in its face to move its lips, eyelids and eyebrows into various positions. Scientists at Waseda University in Japan have also programmed it to adopt different poses to back up its expressions to express delight. For example, the robot puts its hands over its head and opens its mouth... (laughs) And eyes wide to show sadness. Cobian hunches over, hangs its head, and holds up his hands to his face in a gesture of grief. Nice. I think this is this is terrible radio, but I think it looks a bit puffy. Look at that. Yes, it doesn't look. Yes, it doesn't look the the butchers, does it? No. no. It looks like one of those things you make out of paper. Doesn't look like a transformer. No. <laughs> Robots. In there disguise. are no plans for it to be developed further, and then possibly deployed into the field of nursing. Or well, there are plans for it All to right. be deployed. Well, you can further. get robots to build cars. Why not everything well, else? Well, yes, but it, it, in the field of nursing, would you want one of these to be looking after you? Where its expense expressiveness would help interact with patients. I was trying to think, if it did a stent operation, it wouldn't know if the, if the actual thing was not going up your vein. Well, I'm sure they wouldn't do that. But they it must be able to change B-days or something. Yeah, but they, those are automatic <laughs> anyway. We've got them automatically in London. Are they? Oh, yeah. those, oh aren't they those terrible? dreadful things everywhere. Uh, Steve, if you do the tomato sauce thing on a summer's day, you'll have a ready-made hot dog. Thank you. Yes, a lot of people suggesting that tomato ketchup rubbed over a dog. It's not actually the best thing for it, but there you go. <laughs> uh, marinade your pooch. <laughs> I think so. Sasha says that uh, patchy baldness can be cured with canistan cream. Lots of people get patches of baldness. But uh, it takes about three months to grow back. Well, exactly the same way. I mean, the, people have got answers for everything. Want to get rid of wrinkles? Um, Botox. Uh, no, not Botox. Um, Moisturiser. Um, Anusol cream. Yes. A lot of models use that because of the properties in there. Yes. Yes, for, for hemorrhoids, isn't it? Hemorrhoid cream. You sort of. I've never actually tried it. 
to be honest, because you feel a bit silly, don't you, going in and say, so, I'd like that, but it's, it's not for that, it's for the wrinkles, you know, because you don't like to think about it. Perhaps we should try it. You just rub it in a... Apparently it's a well-known trick. A lot of, lot of girls use it. It's true. It's, it's a temporary facelift, isn't it? Yes. Yes. My auntie Enid's listening. Don't try it, for God's sake, because she's got cupboards full of this oh, stuff. Cupboards full. Very worrying. Still to come, uh, your chance to win tickets to Carrie's War. We've got five pairs of tickets. This unforgettable story of an ordinary girl living and growing up through extraordinary times features Casey Ainsworth and the lovely Prunella Scales. All of that coming up very shortly. <laughs> News headlines, Matthew Schofield. British scientists believe they're close to developing the holy grail of cancer trius. Thanks very much. With the travel for you this morning, Hugh Broom. Thank you very much, Steve. If you're heading into Dalston, the traffic lights are out of order at the junction of Grey. 97.3. 18 minutes past six Thursday morning. One word for Hearn Bay, says Noreen. Cold. I was frozen to the bone. Couldn't wait to leave it. Uh, when you speak to Nathan, I haven't just got this, we stayed at the Nissi Beach Olympic Lagoon, all-inclusive. Not really one thing, but it was a special occasion. She said she's got another driving lesson on the M1 today, she says, so please warn the home counties. Because she's she's, she can drive, but she's doing a motorway refresher course at the moment because she's a, a nervous motorway driver. So good luck today, Noreen. I'm sure it'll go well. And Dawn as well, thank you very much indeed for the... Uh, uh, the update on Big Brother, which apparently nobody's watching at the moment. There's a guy there, 25, called Sri. A few days ago, he made bacon sandwiches for a few of them, but he used raw bacon. He didn't know you had to cook it. <gasps> Imagine what that was Ooh. like. <laughs> Absolutely dreadful. Uh, anyway, something nice to cheer us up this morning as we go off to the theatre in the company of Roger Foss. Morning, Roger. Hello? Where's he gone? There you are. I'm, I'm here. Oh, I thought, I thought we'd lost you, actually. Put a mind. shilling in, Roger. Put a shilling in your meter. <laughs> Not again. Honestly, I keep putting four pence into this phone box. <laughs> and uh, pressing button A and nothing happens. It's hopeless, isn't it? I mean, at least you've got the phone box to stay in. Some people don't oh, even yes. have a phone box. And the four pennies. <laughs> <laughs> Talking of which, on Monday night, I met the man who made the noise for the TARDIS. Oh, really? Oh, yes. From the British... Uh, the Radiophonic Workshop. The Radiophonic Workshop. Yes, he ran the Radiophonic yeah. Workshop. Oh, right. Oh, right. I oh, once fantastic. met the man who... I once met the man who did the talking clock, the speaking clock. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. At the third the, stroke, the time... Yes. Yeah. Oh, that one. Absolutely. Yeah. You I remember we... talking we had, like that all the time. Yeah, we had a presenter once who wanted to find the person who did Mind the Gap on the oh. underground. <laughs> all these sort of famous people. So we spent ages trundling backwards and forwards. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to meet someone, the people who do the voices now, those recorded messages on the tube that keep going on and on and on, like, oh, all the time. And if I, what, what would I do? I'd feel like I'd strangle them, you know, because just incessant about taking bottles of water with you and we've got a good service at the moment. Yeah. It just really gets up on your wick, you know. I, I always but, love it. Whenever I get on my, my train, the, the guard says, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome aboard this southeast train to Reading. My name's Paul. I'm located in the middle yeah. of the train. Have you got any questions? So I went yeah. up and said, what was the name of the third ballerina <laughs> in... The, and he had no idea. Not a clue. Oh. <laughs> I always like to well, test the them. The train I went on to Edinburgh the other week. Yeah, I think the I think the guard on there would know. <laughs> <laughs> we do love it. Actually, yeah. there was. Do you know the the Leicester railway station announcer John Palmer there gives passengers short um, pearls of wisdom. Pearls of wisdom. Yes, in fact, he, about he, what? Well, he 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 decided to slip in at the end of the announcements, like no the. Play, the, the, play, the train coming in at Platform 5 is for London, Waterloo. And then he throws in at the end, 
Why don't sheep shrink in the rain? Just to... <laughs> Just for, he says, he says it, it's a harmless way of brightening up people's day and it puts a bit of personality behind the tannoy. And strangely enough, the train company says, uh, we certainly hope John will carry on what he's doing. He's absolutely marvellous. Oh, he's, he's become a star. <laughs> he's become a star. A, mind you, I can never hear them. If only on the trains I can hear at the stations, you can't hear anything. I begin to think it's me and my, my dreadful hearing. Anyway, quickly, off to the theatre. Tom Tom Crew. Oh, the Tom Tom Crew, yes. This is part, this is, summer has arrived, hasn't it? So lots of entertainment for the family at the moment with yes. uh, Peter Pan in Kensington Gardens. And now we've got the Tom Tom crew who have arrived from Australia. And the interesting thing here is that this, this group of uh, very athletic young men are appearing at a place called the Udderbelly. Now, um, if you've been near the London Eye recently, you'll see the Udderbelly. It's called the E4 Udderbelly. And it's a huge, great big, upside down purple cow with its legs in the air. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Mm. And outside it, there are seats and tables and like picnic tables, and you can sit out there and have drinks and buy sandwiches and all of that. Inside, it's a whole summer season of comedy and uh, various acts appearing all, all, almost all day. So you can pop in and out and see shows, but. The big attraction is the Tom Tom crew who are on for a month. And, and these guys, these Australians, they, they do just about everything. It's a bit like uh, Stomp, I suppose. Stomp meets Cirque du Soleil. So they, they do mm. acrobatics, but they also have homemade drums and they do beatboxing. You know, somebody's got uh, uh, this guy called Tom Thumb who's come over with his uh, hand mic and, uh, and, and almost creates an entire orchestra. It's almost like he's mm. swallowed a complete jazz band. And uh, it's just, it's quite amazing beatboxing. I'd never mm. really been into it, but this guy really has turned me on to it, actually, now. They didn't do the Royal I'm... Variety last year, did they? I don't know if they did. I, I, didn't, mm. I didn't see the Royal Variety last year, but they're, they're very... Very circusy, but also very athletic as well. Yeah. And another guy does turntable scratching, so there's a big kind of human beatbox versus the turntable uh, point in the show, which is absolutely amazing. And one thing you'd love is one of the guys who does all the drumming brings on what he calls an omnichord, which is a 1981 Japanese electric harp and plays a song on it. It's a bit like a stylophone, you know, yeah. one of those sort of retro musical instruments. And... Uh, I, I thought the whole show was quite quite something. It only lasts an hour, and it's enormous fun. And, of course, they involve the audience in absolutely everything they do, apart from flipping through the air and doing somersaults. So it, it's, it's really <laughs> quite unusual, and it's well worth looking up for this upside-down cow. Well, actually, the other thing I've seen in London, there's one down the bottom of this road here, a kangaroos. Kangaroos? There are kangaroos oh, on the I pavement. I saw a kangaroo. Yes, I saw one in Leicester Square, and it said, please do not get on the kangaroo. Yes, coloured kangaroos. There's one at the bottom yes. of the road here. And there was one down by um, one of the coffee shops near Trafalgar yes. Square. I don't know what they're there for. No, I don't either. I, I noticed that last night on my way to see Carrie's War. I walked through Leicester Square, and it says, please do not jump on the kangaroo, and somebody had. There was oh. a kid on it. <laughs> oh, if I, you feel like, I know, I hate that when it says, do not walk on the grass, and people are walking <laughs> on the grass. Can't you read... I know, I oh. felt like saying, oh, come on, get off there, you Ooh, know. Some but dim then... people, I tell you, Roger. I know. So you went I to see know. Carrie's War. We, we've got tickets oh, yeah. for this, actually. Oh, well, that's great, because this is another family entertainment, I suppose. It's, it's actually great for kids, but it's also good for adults. And, of course, it's that fantastic Nina Borden novel, 
transformed into a stage play about the girl. You know Carrie and her brother, and they're wartime evacuees, so mm. they're sent off with nothing but their sandwiches and a, a label and oh, a gas mask. Yes. Yes. <laughs> they go off to the mining valleys Seen in Wales. And I know, it's just quite something, really, when you think that, that thousands and thousands of kids went through all this. And uh, anyway, off they go to, to Wales, and of course... They, they're billeted with oh, horrible old Mr. Evans and his nice sister Lou, play, played by Kerry Ainsworth, who, who was, of course, Little Mo in EastEnders. And, mm. uh, and, and then they meet, uh, they meet Mrs. Gotobed, who is played by Prunella Scales. And, uh, and it's all about the, what, what these kids discover. It's a bit like a flashback, really, with the mm. older Carrie looking back to this time in her life 30 years before when she was a kid that kind of changed everything for her. So it's a bit like a fairy story in a way because she meets all these characters uh, at this mysterious place called Druid's Bottom which sounds a bit like the other belly actually Does this go it? to bed in Druid's Bottom? I mean what are we talking I know. about here? Well there you are <laughs> <Of> the world <laughs> But it's all there in Carrie's War and I, I think this is really quite intriguing it's, uh, it's, it's a play of course it's not a musical and it, it captures the imagination I think especially if you're older and I mean there are people obviously still around who were yes, yes. evacuated yes. and they might bring back memories and, uh, and for young kids too it's interesting because it's the sort of experience that kids would never ever ever go through these days and thank goodness they don't have to yes. but Thousands nevertheless of children. Stand, standing at Pardon? train stations, little gas mask in a box, little yeah. thing round their neck with their number, and they were ferried off to families. Some had the most awful experiences. Some had some nice experiences. Did. That's right. Mm. And, and for these kids, of course, Nina Borden herself was uh, evacuated. I think she lived at somewhere like Ilford. Yes. And, uh, and then to go to a, a world that you would never, ever have experienced in your entire life... Mm. Uh, for the first time ever at that very young age is mm. really quite something. Absolutely. My mother went so, to Wargrave down in uh, Berkshire. Oh, right. Well, my, my family, I've got, um, uh, you know, uncles and <laughs> elderly uncles now sadly passed away, but there are family stories of, of people being evacuated from the East End down to places like Portsmouth, yeah. which was even worse. Well, exactly. You know. Well, listen, I have to leave it there, but it, big thumbs up for Carrie's War. That's Carrie's War. Look out for the for the upside down purple cow on the south bank from the top for the Tom Tom crew. I shall look for that now. Roger, nice to talk to you. We we'll talk next week at the same time. Off he goes, Roger Foss. And uh, actually, I forgot to ask: Is he still there? He's still there, Rog. Oh, he's gone. Has he disappeared? He's gone. Oh, Sharon's going to ask him for his website details again. I keep forgetting every week, so uh, we'll have to do those a little bit uh, later. We've got a question coming up uh, for you uh, and your friends and family, hopefully, to win tickets to go see Carrie's Ward. Details in a moment. LBC 97.3. To let throughout London. It's Steve Allen's Early Breakfast. LBC 97.3. Time now this Thursday morning is 6.30. Steve Allen. 25 to 7 is uh, the time. Joey says, Clapham South Tube Station. Got to be the worst place for rude cyclists because they weave in and out of pedestrians trying to cross the zebra crossing and to add to the icing on the cake, they shout obscenities as they do. Disgusting behaviour. I absolutely agree. And with the uh, sport now, we'll have the uh, horse racing in a moment. Phil Blacker still down there all by himself at Wimbledon. Poor soul. Yesterday had the cleaner and today you've got who? Nobody at all. Nobody. But I have got a key for the coffee machine today. Oh, thank God. Well, I wish we had. <laughs> Our, ours was repaired and then gave up five minutes afterwards. So oh, yeah. uh, we're bereft of coffee. So we're rushing through as quick as we can to go and get some more coffee inside us. So we'll have the horse racing in a sec. Yep. 
We'll start with the, the tennis here, though, because uh, Andy Murray back in action uh, later on. He plays at the world number 74, Ernest Gulbis, in the uh, second round in what will be the third match here on centre court. Uh, the Latvians actually accused Murray of gamesmanship in their previous meeting at Queen's Club last year when he took an injury timeout at a crucial point of the match. Uh, Murray the big favourite to beat him again today, though. And the fans here at Wimbledon hoping he can continue his progress towards becoming the first British winner of the men's singles for 73 years. Well, I'd love to see him go all the way, that's for sure. Um, just fingers crossed, really. Um, here's to Murray. He's going to have to play a little bit better than that when he comes off against the top players. He's got to beat Federer, but he's got a good chance. There's still time. He can still, still win it. <laughs> Murray's big rivals, uh, Roger Federer and Novak Djokovic, already into the third round after comfortable straight sets wins yesterday. The day when former ladies' champion Maria Sharapova uh, was beaten in the second round by Gisela Dunko. Uh, Britain's last survivor in the ladies' championship, Elena Baltasha, plays today. She tries to reach the third round here for only the second time and faces Kirsten Flitkins of Belgium on court four later. Carlos Tevez will make a decision in the next ten days on where he'll play next season, according to his advisor. Kiri Rabsian's also confirmed Chelsea are one of three clubs in the frame to sign the striker, who's turned down a permanent deal to stay at Manchester United, but he says that Manchester City are the favourites, with an unnamed team also making an offer. European champions Spain have missed out on setting a new world record, 36 international games and beaten after losing 2-0 to the USA in the Confederations Cup last night, also ending a run of 15 successive victories. USA now through to the final in South Africa, where they'll face either the hosts or Brazil, who play in the other semi tonight. Formula One teams are expected to agree to a further cost-cutting measures at a meeting today after deciding not to set up a breakaway championship. Ferrari led a group of eight teams who threatened to start the rival series because uh, they were angry about a proposed budget cap. They've now agreed to reduce spending to early 1990s levels by 2012. FAO President Max Mosley says his work's now done. I will now be able to look at Formula One knowing it's peaceful and stable and be able... Indeed, there we go. Uh, sorry for the typing error yesterday, Alex says, giving Mr Blacker the vain hope that he was leading, uh, because you weren't, unfortunately, because if, if you've got to put down his, his win. So you were able to match yesterday. You both had a third. Yep. You with final victory, him didn't with... Didn't quite get uh, the hat-trick. Didn't quite get it, but never mind. Your total loss now, £40.74. He's £36.66. So we've magically got 666. <laughs> I shall say no more. Uh, Thursday's selection, off to Warwick, the 350... Shamwari Lodge. Shamwari Lodge. OK, interesting, because I've gone for exactly the same race. Oh, Different horse. Here Golden Stream. Golden sh- The joke, isn't there? Golden <laughs> Stream. <laughs> probably. Golden Stream and Shamwari Lodge. I don't know which one sounds more, more promising. But it's only £2 and it's only for fun. All right, well, enjoy the rest of your day down there. Thank you. I shall try. All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Well done. Take care. So both are third yesterday, so we'll wait and see how tomorrow goes. Now, LBC are giving you the chance to win a night at the theatre to see the adaptation of Nina Borden's award-winning novel, Carrie's War. It comes to the Apollo Theatre, Shaftesbury Avenue. It's an unforgettable story of an ordinary girl living and growing up through extraordinary times. Features Casey Ainsworth and Prunella Scales. And my early breakfast is giving five of you the chance to win a family ticket to see the show, which follows Carrie Willow, a young girl evacuated from London to Wales... There's during lovely. World, there's lovely. During World War Two, one of the most important eras in British history. If you know the answer to the question, there's a number coming up. If you want full terms and coverage, you go to lbc.co.uk. One of the show's stars is Casey Ainsworth, who appeared in EastEnders from 2000 to 2006. But in which soap family did her character belong? What was her soap family's name? Once you know the answer, you call 0845 
60609073 for your chance to win. So what was Casey Ainsworth's family name in EastEnders? We've got five family tickets to go and see Carrie's War with Casey Ainsworth and Prunella Scale. So call me now, 0845 6060 Actually, I'm hoping that with Nick Ferrari at breakfast this morning, he might be doing the story on the car parking in the graveyard in Wimbledon. I hope so. For the simple reason that his paper review is the most Reverend Vincent Nichols, who's the Archbishop of Westminster. So that'll be a question to ask him. I can't see the Archbishop of Westminster condoning this, I'm afraid. No, I can't, but you know, we've well, been wrong before, say. we hope. And should a nurse be forced to quit for wearing her crucifix? Um, this is the nurse... I mean, she wasn't forced to quit, but they said... This was a nurse in the hospital mm. where they said, listen, you, you cannot wear that. If you lean over a bed... A, you might get caught up or somebody might grab it. Something could happen. You must take it off. And she went, no. So she's quit. Voluntarily, she's quit. Right. So should she be forced to? The answer is, well, you can decide later with Nick Ferrari. And how many MPs were in the Commons during the six-hour Iraq public inquiry? Probably not many. No, I suspect not, Sonny. Uh, Tessa Jowell will take your questions uh, on the Olympics. And why are people suffering from worse hay fever this summer than ever before? Because Nick is a sufferer. A yeah. hay fever, and yesterday he forgot to bring his stuff in with him. Oh dear! So of course, it made it even worse. Yes, I've noticed this year it's uh, it's, it's worse, bad, isn't it, yes. for people? And people do suffer very, very badly. Uh, Pam says, "I heard you asking last week who Mark Reed was. Well, I went to see Boyzone on Monday, and they were great. However, I was so impressed with Mark Reed, I bought his album." Pam, thank you for that very much indeed. And to uh, to Josh, who says, "Good to hear you after two weeks away in California. Please welcome my partner Richard back, who's been there for three weeks." And can't sleep because of the jet lag. Oh, bless. That's a tr- jet lag is a, is a horrible, horrible thing. It's... It certainly is. We found out what the uh, kangaroos are yes. for, by the way. Um, therefore, uh, good day week. Good day UK week. Uh, which is a, a, a promotion, really, for the, uh, for the Australian Tourist Board. Yes. Um, but you have a chance to win a holiday package for four, um, including uh, flights uh, and uh, visits to Kangaroo Island in South Australia, which I've been to, which is a, a, a nature reserve. Oh, right. The whole island is a nature full of reserve. Full of kangaroos, snakes, big snakes. Ooh, don't, don't, but they're don't, but they're okay. They you know they don't come near you, and and, and mm. you're on a bus. They don't allow you out of the bus too much, except in the little township. Where the where the bus goes in, you can have lunch there and, and drive around. You see emus and all kinds oh, of things, right. echidnas. It's it's a, it's a wonderful place to go. Nice. And uh, anyway, it, it's for a competition to go and visit that, and you, you have to uh, provide four valid locations. Uh, and if one you, here. If you <laughs> if you Google it, uh, I'm sure you'll find the, the website. Mm. Um, uh, but it finishes on the 30th of June, so you've only got a week okay. to do it. Uh, Albert says, good job we voted Boris, he loves bikes. Yes, he doesn't like inconsiderate bikers. And that's what we've had this morning. Uh, We've had 99.9% of people complaining about bikes. And the only person in favour of them writes abuse. Mm. So uh, I think that gives you a rough idea about uh, cyclists. All bikes have to be registered, says Richard. Interesting, because in Belgium and Holland, all bikes are registered. That's right. And in Spain as well. If you look closely, they carry a small plastic disc with a number on the front wheel. Wouldn't be difficult to do here. I totally agree with you. Mm. Totally agree, and they should be. But uh, the abuse you get from cyclists, I mean, the swearing and all the, uh, the other things. Well, there's all kinds of advantages to, uh, to registering mm. yes, bikes. Yes, exactly. They absolutely should be. They don't see and if why you jump lights, should... and if you jump over zebra crossings where people are walking across, you should be caught on camera and prosecuted. Yes, Simple I don't see that. why they shouldn't no. be uh, subject to the same rules as the rest of us. Exactly. Pat and her Labradors say, if your, fox, if your, fox, if your dog has rolled in 
fox doo-doos, sponge off with three pints of warm water, to which has been added half a cup of vinegar, rinse again with clear water and rub dry with a towel. It's harmless and the vinegar will take the smell away. Make sure it doesn't go near the eyes. Pat, thank you very much indeed for that. The time now, 16 to 7. News headlines, Matthew Schofields. Tests in London are working on a drug that could revolutionise... Terms and exclusions apply. Morning, every 12 minutes to 7. Uh, no more calls. We've had loads of winners. But the five people who were selected to go and see Carrie's War. Uh, Alan in Norwood. Sue in Stansted. Pauline in Ryslip. Matt in Shooters Hill. And Sarah in Croydon. You've all got a family ticket. And uh, you'll enjoy it. You'll absolutely have a lovely time. And I expect you to send me an email afterwards telling me how much you enjoyed Carrie's War. The answer you're looking for was Slater. Uh, Casey Ainsworth was part of the Slater family. I see Katie Price, uh, a.k.a. Jordan, or a.k.a. that foul-mouthed old woman, uh, when asked by reporters as to whether she'd had any contact with her children in Cyprus during her debauched week in Ibiza, snapped, what's it to you? That means no. That means no. (laughs) Defending her boozy antics and sunbathing sessions with hunks in trunks, she says, I had a great time and people can slate me all they like. I work hard, I'm a mum, I'm a young woman and I'm going through a split. Also foul-mouthed at the same time. Nasty little piece of work. And uh, People Power put a stop to plans for a traveller site at a seaside resort. Placard-waving protesters celebrated as councillors ignored a recommendation from officials and threw out the proposals to set up a permanent gypsy site. Local residents feared a crime wave, piles of rubbish and antisocial behaviour if the travellers had been allowed to move on to the land in Bournemouth. Pauline Courtney says it shows we actually live in a democracy, not a dictatorship. I couldn't be happier. Uh, other stories in the papers I'm sure you'll come round to later on, including uh, MP's main home could be seized because it's been unoccupied for seven months. This is Anne and Alan Keane face mm-hmm. having the, council, uh, the house seized by their local council. Unbelievable, right. isn't it? Rum- rumbles on. Paul. Steve, you'll be pleased to know the scientists are <laughs> planning to save the planet um, by breeding cows that burp less. Oh, right. Canadian <laughs> researchers have used genetic studies to produce cattle that release... less methane, one of the main causes of global warming. And they hope the technique can be extended to other gas-producing animals. Belching from 170 million cattle, sheep and pigs is responsible for a quarter of the methane released in America each year, according to the US Environmental Protection Agency. Mm. Interesting. Mm. James Max suggests you had Botox earlier this year. Seeing as you always slate people that have it, isn't it a little hypocritical? Well, if you believe everything James Max says, you're quite clearly <laughs> living on a cloud somewhere, I should imagine. Uh, Brian says, we had a lovely day in Brighton yesterday. Iris found four charity shops and got a bargain pair of new shoes for £3. And yes, I wore my sandals with socks. There's just no hope, is there, really? Not really, no. And Dom says, the uh, kangaroos just celebrate the cricket series called The Ashes. I'm uh, not according to the website. No, we, no we, we think it's different, Dom. Uh, Pete in Bermondsey says, uh, Paul's right, tube announcements are most irritating. Too long and loud, enough to spark a migraine. So there you go. <laughs> Although, the trouble is, we still... I just watch the leaderboards now. I read the boards. I want to know where the train's going. Because I, I can't understand a word they're saying. Well, when I was in Barcelona, there's no boards or anything Nothing. to tell you where they're going. No, it's, it's bad abroad, isn't you it? You just have to guess that you're on the right train. <laughs> <laughs> so at least we've got something here. <laughs> I've just seen the first LBC taxi driving along New King's Road... Uh, had to text us listening to your show, says Kim. Actually, there are 300 of them out there. 300 of these uh, taxis. I've seen quite a number, actually, so far. Uh, another one here. Watch Coach Trip for the first time, says Anne in Richmond. It's very good, isn't it? We're trying to switch people onto that. Although, shame on Channel 4 at the moment for showing a repeat of Come Dine With Me. I think this week is a repeat and next week is a repeat. 
everything I've turned on recently has it's been a repeat. A repeat. Are they, have they run out of money that quickly, or are they, are they just holding back? Because I shouldn't imagine Come Dine With Me costs an awful lot to, uh, to actually turn no, into a programme, does no, it? I don't think so. And uh, the Home Office squandered a million pounds on a scheme to encourage failed asylum seekers to return home. Who went? One family. Yeah. Why One are we family. Su- why are we surprised? <laughs> why are we surprised? Why would you want to go home? The whole idea of coming... It's not to go back again, it's to come here. And uh, Martina Navratilova is being sued by a former girlfriend... For millions, who claim she was dumped without warning after eight years, Tony Layton has filed a lawsuit for the emotional, mental and physical trauma she claims she suffered. She was removed from the tennis legend's life and uh, locked out of the house. Well, she's finished with you. I mean, <laughs> surely you have to accept that. But after eight years, uh, she says that she's got hundreds of thousands of pounds worth of stuff in the house, which is registered in her name, uh, including... Uh, Mercedes-Benz, two Land Rovers, a Jeep, a speedboat, two jet skis, two scooters and, and an all-terrain vehicle. You can't imagine oh. this kind of thing, can you, at all? <laughs> Not really. Very strange. <laughs> Very strange indeed. But, you know, people fall out. But uh, together for eight years, I would think she's probably got a reasonably good case. I would think so. Wouldn't you, mm. after eight years? I would have thought so. Practically like living with somebody. And then there's this, this other girl who's in all the papers today who, who got a job. She's got a prosthetic arm. Yes, and, and I saw this on the her. news last night. This was on the news last night as well. And uh, the, uh, the, the, the company involved are saying that, that, that they're saying, no, it isn't as, as is portrayed. But the trouble is, she's got a prosthetic arm. Mm. I wouldn't have thought it actually made any difference in this day and age. But did, did she tell them? Did you actually see her posing in front of the cameras yesterday on the no, news? No, but I've seen a few pictures posing in the papers today. She was pretending to be a supermodel. She was just dreadful, this woman. Was it awful? <laughs> yes. Anyway, good luck to her with her uh, claim. But people now claim left, right and centre for just about anything. I might claim because the coffee machine's not working this morning. Yes. <laughs> for our distress. For our distress. Our and distress and, and discomfort. And, I, and also, it traumatised Dehydration, me. yes. <laughs> Were you traumatised? Oh, I'm totally traumatised. We, 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 should, we should be given coffee, it's dreadful. In and fact, being I a... might be able to be carried out of here, but... <laughs> well, you'll find somebody else to do it. Uh, being a few pounds overweight in middle age may be good for you, a researcher's found. Oh, well, I'm very good then. A little flab uh, could even protect against ill health. So I quite like that idea. Which is good. Uh, Nina says, uh, I, have, I, I have to listen to you. I listen to you every morning, Steve, running along the towpath to Marble Hill Park, but I have to watch out for speeding bikes. Yes, we do the walk every day to Richmond, and nine out of ten times we get people, you know, ringing their bells or whatever they've got to enable us to move over, whereas, in fact, the towpath is, in fact, walker's territory. Cyclists, and, in fact, there are all the signs up there to tell them we have, we have precedence. Mm. But you still get people coming behind you, and you have to throw yourself into the hedge sometimes. Terrible. <laughs> uh, but one of the Channel Islands have registered and insured bikes, says Len. So it's why it can't be done here, I've got no idea. It's only a matter of time. Yes. Peter says, I I'm a cyclist so. and I ride on the road, have lights at night and obey traffic lights. Well, good for you. Yeah, but Good I mean, for it's, you. It's not all cyclists. not say all people, but, um, but there's certainly a vast percentage do it. Indeed. He says, if you came out with me, you'd quickly see the aggression and lawlessness of drivers. Oh. <gasps> Uh, <laughs> you have to wonder why. Yes, exactly. Yes, why? Uh, I was fixated on the halogen oven that Costco were using for cooking the free samples they give out. I bought one. You can have mine, says Catherine. Is that enough advice? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to end up, aren't I? And uh, Suzette's uh, birthday is being celebrated today. And she's having chocolate chip cookies. So there you go. She's made a layer cake. Mm. How nice. How attractive. 
How lovely. Uh, Katie Price, I work hard and I'm a good mum. Nobody's ever questioned that, Katie. Just don't be so defensive all the time. And guess who's setting up a school for actors and actresses? Jennifer Ellison. This is Jennifer Ellison. Oh, I'm doing another topless shoot today. She says, my school will be different. I have a unique insight. It's very rare that somebody acts, sings, dances and models, but I do. No, you don't. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen you. You don't. (laughs) We saw you in Phantom of the Opera for about five seconds. Uh, Chicago, you might have done a little bit better, but uh, you don't do all the things you think you do, Jennifer. It's quite sweet, but but you don't. There you go. I'd rather go to somebody with a bit bit more of a track record. Have you got a little quickie for me? Yes, a Chinese farmer dug a 50-foot hole inside his house so he could go fishing. Sorry? (laughs) Say again. He dug a 50-foot hole inside his house so he could go fishing. He's not an Eskimo, is he? Uh, No. But uh, he hired 30 villagers for six months to dig the hole in his kitchen. He wanted to reach an underground river, which he suspected was full of fish. He was right. The river had been uh, overground, but had disappeared 30 years ago when the local authorities bombed part of a mountain to pave a road. Um, he explained the river used to have so many fish and uh, simply putting a net there hundreds of fish would be caught after digging his pit down to the river Lee installed a fishing net across it and regularly hauls fish so far earning his family nearly £2,000 which is a lot of money in China No, he sells the fish for £2.15 a kilo good for him we like to finish with a positive note and we say thank you very much indeed to Paul Savory welcome we thanks as well uh, our thanks go to uh, Nathan Morley in the hotel without Mr Chaz, I'm afraid, today. And uh, also to all our winners and to Roger Foss as well. And, uh, and as we have uh, his eminence in talking about the papers this morning, I'm going to leave my copy of the Metro with the parking in Wimbledon at 20 quid a time in between the gravestones. The argument being that they can't trace the families and it was a long time ago. Still consecrated ground. It doesn't quite look right. Sitting in between gravestones, a BMW. It isn't right. It isn't right. It isn't right. Listen, I'm back with you tomorrow morning. Don't forget to podcast and check the blog. Nick is with you after the news, which is next here on... Oh, right, we're not, we're not, we're not doing the out time. We're changing it, are we? T- till what time? We'll just, I should just keep going, shall I? OK, I'll just keep running all the way through. So let me also remind you quickly on the front of the papers, Jordan, home for a jump. This is with her... Uh, her um, trainer, this man who's teaching to ride or something. Probably a joke there somewhere. <laughs> and, uh, and who says British girls are no good at tennis? Answer just about everybody, I'm afraid, seeing as we don't have anybody at all. Uh, and the Daily Mirror, poor old Kerry Katona, is just getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And uh, she's had £15,000 worth of liposuction, which Paul Savory confessed this morning. He wouldn't mind trying. You wouldn't mind trying, like, a liposuction. You just have to be a bit careful with it. It's the only thing that worries yeah. me is that there's so many unscrupulous people who can operate. I could set if up If there today. were no risks involved, I would do it. Absolutely. But uh, the same there for are everything. risks involved. So. I think there are, I've seen them doing it on the television. It looked a little bit scary, I'm afraid. Mm. Anyway, as I say, don't, don't forget to podcast. Don't forget to check the blog a little bit later on and check out all the competitions on lbc.co.uk. See you tomorrow morning. Have a nice day. I think it's going to be nice weather, which is good news, because Nick is next. Stock liquidations... At seven o'clock on Thursday, June the 25th, religious tolerance, you'd be surprised or wouldn't be surprised to hear that perhaps not the nurse who's been forced to quit for wearing a very small crucifix. Tessa Jow coming in to take your questions on the 2012 Olympics, our regular look at the world of finance. Why we're all suffering from a, it's there, a hay fever epidemic. It's the worst year for many years and the shop girl with a disability who claims her employers humiliated her and she needs a £25,000 payout. Those stories and more all start after the news.